Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Music there from the soundtrack to Sleepless in Seattle. I just love that soundtrack, actually. There's a great, great collection of just all-time classic, classic artists and, and tracks there. Now then, you are listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. And over the last few weeks, we have just been blown away by the number of people who have been doing things online and starting initiatives online. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line right now by Owen Nash, who is going to tell us all about another arts initiative called artsforall.ie. Owen, this wasn't specifically set up for this online period in our lives though, was it? No, this initiative, the Arts for All initiative, has been kind of around since about 2016. It was a submission made to the local economic and community plan for Cork City about bringing the arts community together and ensuring that we can uh, represent the diversity of artists in our communities. So it's an existing kind of uh, piece of work that's been going on with a range of arts partners, education partners, city council and others to try and work across arts genres and arts groups right across the city to galvanise really through this local economic and community plan. And there's kind of some key areas we're working on, and which is a charter on inclusivity, mapping the work that many of our arts agencies are doing in the city to support people who find themselves marginalised and artists, uh, practising artists who might find themselves marginalised and trying to platform their work and support their work um, in the Cork region and beyond. And we're hoping in the long term to have Cork identified as a European Centre of Excellence for Inclusion in the Arts. So this initiative has been going on since uh, 2016. We have a huge range of organisations, right from CIT, the Firk and Crane, UCC, Artlink, the Glucksman, Cork Education Training Board, my own organisation that I work with, Cope Foundation are involved, Cork Academy of Music, Graffiti Theatre Company, the HSC, Think Speak Do, Cork Film Centre and it goes on and mm. uh, I probably shouldn't have even started listing because I'm about to have left many people out but it just gives you a sense of the kind of cooperation and collaboration that has been going on for a long period of time and of course with the recent crisis with COVID-19 we said well what is it we can do as an arts community to respond and we set up and diversified our own Arts for All initiative to set up this online platform to kind of collate all of the different types of arts responses that are going on 
across the city and county and beyond. We have a lot of submissions from beyond the city and county as well. And to collate that data uh, and information and activities on the artsforall.ie website so people can link in and check out what's going on there. So when people go on the Arts for All website then, Owen, what can they expect to do with their families, see or take part in? Well, when you go on, you can just check out all of the different things that um, are being submitted by artists. We're really providing them with a, a collated platform to showcase their work. So where we want to connect um, existing arts practitioners and arts organisations with uh, the broader community People can expect to find children's activities and stories. People can expect to hear readings. People can expect to get information on new creative work that's being developed. You'll see that UCC are submitting their creative Corona uh, writings on a daily basis during this month of April. And of course, this week as well, or next week, we'll be profiling composer Paul Frost who's working on a new piece of music around the burning of Cork. And it's an incredible piece of music um, that he's in the middle of writing. And we've done a short interview with him and we'll be platforming his work as well. So you're going to see things for children, young people, graffiti are working on a programme at the moment. There was a call out for writers. And really it's trying to cross-pollinate, bring all these ideas together, put them in one location so people can go on in their own time find out what's going on and see what the arts community is bringing to support people and, of course, our frontline workers um, by supporting people to stay well and stay at home during this time. 100%. And it's very easily accessible in fairness, Owen. When people log on as well, they can see stuff that's bright and colourful and catching the eye straight away on the homepage. But there's also a calendar. So, you know, a family might say, OK, look, I'm up the walls with the kids today or, you know, we're doing a ton of schoolwork and uh, I'd like to maybe do something nice with them in the evening time. And you can go on and go through the calendar. I think you have programmed stuff already up as far as the 10th of April that I can see uh, ready to go. So there's lots and lots of options that people might choose something for the morning or the evening or something to watch or something to do. Exactly. And as you said earlier, there's a team of us working on it where, you know, there's representation from so many different organisations. You mentioned Paul Sherlock earlier, who's in the background team working on this. And we have Rebecca Geddon as well, who's doing a lot of the building of the website in the background, who probably, you know, you don't get to see these people out front, but there's incredible work going on by the team of people in the background to get this profile or many uh, incredible artists um, and connecting that, connecting those people and their works with our community. Owen, thank you so much and I wish you all the very best with this website and its endeavour, particularly at this time. But the wonderful thing about this resource and the wonderful thing about artsforall.ie is when life returns to normal, when everyone else is running back to work and running back to school, this is going to continue because this is just being built on all the time. Exactly. As I said, this is a programme that's been embedded within the city's local economic and community plan for the last number of years. You know, we've set this website up as part of what we want to do to connect people with creativity. And it has every intention of moving forward within the next local economic and community plan as well for Cork City and its regions. Owen Nash, thank you so much for chatting to us this morning. And if people want to find out more about any of those organisations or take part in some of the activities and see what's available, simply go onto the website www 
artsforall.ie. What a great, great initiative. Owen, thanks a million. Thank you. listening to the Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. We're actually going to continue with the theme of inclusivity, if you like, because so many charities are losing out this year as a result of the quarantine that everybody is in. It sort of takes a little bit from their visibility, I think, in the general public. And one of those is Autism Awareness Week, which, of course, would be hugely, hugely publicised were it not for the current crisis. And I am really, really really, really pleased to be joined on the line by Mark Daly chatting about the most beautiful song. We just heard a small little clip intro of it there, Your World. I'm going to play the song in its entirety in a minute. But first of all, Mark, it's great to talk to you. Great to talk to you too. Thank you for having me back on. It's gas under these circumstances to be chatting because I mean, there's so much we could be talking to you about. You were on your way back to the States the last time you were in studio and, you know, all sorts of things happened. And in fact, the video for this song was shot in the States, was it? It sure was. It was shot there um, just over a month ago. And uh, <laughs> it all it, it was crazy because the college that we shot the music video in has been closed down because they went on lockdown shortly after I left. Let's talk then about the song itself, because you've put your own video together for it instead, which in some ways possibly is a little bit more heartwarming and appropriate for, I suppose, the feeling, the mood and the emotion that you're tapping into and connecting with in a very personal way. Tell us about this song first, Your World. Well, Your World is a song that um, I I wrote this one in 2017. My son Noah was diagnosed with autism in 2016. And so I released the previous version of this song for the Brothers of Charity in Bandon and we raised some money. We did a fundraiser night. And the reaction to the song was unbelievable. From I just got messages from parents all over the world and who could like relate to the lyrics and just got a really good um, feel for the song, which was amazing. So this year I decided for uh, Autism Awareness Month to uh, re-release it and re-record it with a full band. And uh, we recorded it down in Clonakilty, Wayfield Recordings. And Cork band uh, Rowan came into the studio with me and they were absolutely amazing musicians. And we just recorded the song. We didn't practice it or anything. We just let the raw feel of it uh, come together. And uh, I was absolutely delighted with how it turned out. 
it is a really personal song and I was nervous about releasing it because it's so personal but I'm really really glad in the end that I did and you can tell that and, you know there's a rawness in the lyrics and there's a rawness in your vocals but there's such a deep deep connection and of course the lyrics are about being the proudest man alive yeah <laughs> and it's so true because uh, my boy Noah really has uh, changed my whole entire life and for the better I I feel like He's just been amazing. I'm learning off him every single day and I'm loving every minute of it. How old is Noah now? He is six now. And is he being fantastic for you at home or is he uh, being like every other six-year-old and a holy terror at home <laughs> these <laughs> there's, days? There's, there's been pros and cons. Um, the first week, <laughs> it was brilliant because he, got, he, he was like, what is going on here? I can do whatever I want. The second week, he was a little bit thrown because his routine was completely disrupted. This and he was like, hang on. He's like, what's going on? But there is there is pros as well, because like getting him ready for school in the morning, he wouldn't dress himself. So we have now have the time in the morning to be like, in the last two weeks, he's learned how to dress himself for the first time, which is there's a pro oh. because we're not rushing him out the door in the morning. So if it takes him yeah. a half an hour to he slowly put on his jeans and put on his socks and, and stuff like that. He's in no rush that way. And he's just starting to do things that he's never done before. So we're trying to look at it in that positive way as well. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of children around the place learning life skills. And, you know, that's such an important education too. Yeah. And we're giving him jobs around the house and he's actually doing them. So we're like, whoa, it's like, can you get your sister a nappy out of the drawer? And he goes down and gets it and does it. And we're like, OK, this is amazing. So there is pros as well as obviously the disruption in in routine that was tough for him to handle. And he was... He was quite anxious on some days when he was just not understanding why he wasn't going to school. And But I think overall, he surprised us at how well he's been. Well, you know what? When this is all over, Mark, we have to have a chat with you again and find out how things have been going state-wise and music-wise and all the new releases and whatever projects you have ahead of you again, 100%. But I think re-releasing this song with your own homemade video, albeit a new fancy high-tech high-spec video on the way from New York in the coming weeks, I'm sure, this really will touch a chord with people and what a fantastic way to highlight Autism Awareness Week and Autism Awareness Month and Mark it's lovely to talk to you again Thank you very much and thank you for having me on and when everything goes back to normal and the music venues are reopen we will be doing the big fundraiser night again and uh, we'll be launching the not launching the single again but we'll be everybody that's involved the families involved we're all going to get together have one big gig and raise some money Mark thanks a million Thank you very much for having me back on Wearing my teacher's hat, of course, I know there's so many kids out there who are struggling with the lack of routine, particularly those students who have autism and are missing their routine, missing their SNAs and missing that structure. So we say hello to all of you and all your parents and everyone at home who is rolling in and creating a new normal to learn with and thrive with at the moment. But I know it's certainly not easy for many of you. Mark Daly's single, Your World, is available to stream on Spotify, to download, of course, on iTunes. And you can see that gorgeous video on YouTube by looking up Mark Daly, Your World Reimagined. The Arts House on Quartz 96FM and C103. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As we all know, the Crawford Art Gallery is closed, like a lot of the other venues in town and around the county. But here is an item called Crawford Art Gallery at Home. This is where the Crawford Art Gallery is going to reach out to audiences to bring their national collection and touring exhibitions to the housebound public. The gallery aims to distract audiences through social media channels and the website with content created specifically to bring the gallery experience to people's homes. So from now on, the Crawford website audiences can enjoy the In Transit exhibition, which was featured in RTE in March, but only opened for one week the Zurich Portrait Prize and the Zurich Young Portrait Prize covered here on the programme as well a few weeks ago that had visitors of all ages enjoying the gallery are now available on the website. Crawford's Learn and Explore programme is regularly posting activities on social media, which can also be found on the website to entertain families and to help relieve stress. And families who flocked to the gallery on Sundays for workshops can now tune into the new video format on social media and on the website. And that is just some of the many developments that are taking place in the Crawford Art Gallery website. Just literally look up Crawford Art Gallery and you'll find the website itself. To find out more about it, I'll be talking to Diane Hanrahan on next week's programme, who'll give us further details on how the Crawford Art Gallery has brought things home. Again, my thanks to Louise Barker, who sent me this email during the week. Tell me a story podcast with Ireland's greatest Shanachie, Eddie Linehan. And a new episode came out on Wednesday. Now, Eddie Linehan is Ireland's most well-known storyteller. He's been telling tales now for nearly, well, 35 years. 
He's amassed the largest collection of folk stories and tales in Ireland, and his dedication to the tradition has seen him collect and compile stories from all across the country, particularly those that deal with the themes of the supernatural and fairies and mythological heroes. So each month, Eddie shares his wisdom and stories from the past on the Tell Me a Story with Eddie Linehan podcast, recorded from his home in County Clare. So we're going to listen to a clip of it right now. So all you have to do is look up Tell Me a Story with Eddie Linehan if you want to hear more. Believe it or not, mine is a job, if you want to call it that, that most people find very hard to understand, collecting stories. And the reason why is that... uh, And they ask me constantly, how much is it worth? How much are you making out of it? How much are you earning? And I say... I'm not. And I've been at this now for 42 years. And people say, how do you mean? You must be making money out of it. Why would you be doing it otherwise? And I say, just for the love of it. Start away? Yeah. Okay. Freddie White from Cove. God, you have a great story about Freddie White Hughes. Tell me long ago. <laughs> well, it was way back when we were in college. We all went from first year arts to go and see Freddie White playing support to the world's greatest guitarist, Eric Clapton. And when Freddie White had finished doing his set in support, we were entertained enough and we left. <laughs> Skip Terry Clapton. I actually mentioned it to Freddie White. I spoke to him a couple of years ago and he was mortified to hear that part of City Hall had left once he'd finished. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now we'll have to play some uh, Eric Clapton maybe a little bit later on. But you know what? I'm going to stick with actually the theme of making, make you feel my love. And making is something everybody in the arts has at their core. It's what they do. They make and they create. And it feels like only a few weeks ago, Julie Kelleher was in studio here chatting to us and celebrating the response to asking for it in London and getting ready to go into rehearsals for the Lonesome West, which was supposed to open actually in the Everman Theatre this week, I think on Tuesday, in fact. Of course, all that is cancelled. And this week I phoned Julie and we were just having a chat about what it's like to unmake. I, I can't even begin to imagine how you'd articulate the heartbreak of what I was reading from your Twitter account earlier on this week was the, the dismantling and the unmaking of everything. So it's been, it's actually taken me, I think, nearly these two or three weeks to try and name the thing that's happening, you know. Because, it's you know, the way, like everybody, you kind of spring into action. You know, we've been expecting there would be some kind of announcement when it came. It came maybe a day earlier than we thought. And you kind of spring into action and you try and do what you can to mitigate and, you know, you speak to people and communicate with people and all those kinds of things. And I guess well, you're observing what people are doing on the front lines and like all of that essential work and trying to like get some perspective, you know, on where you sit in the 
grand scheme of things there. But the last few weeks of work has been exactly that. So it's like it's a really bizarre inverse of what, what it is that we do. So like we're in the business of making things and showing them to people and sharing them with people in a kind of very communal setting, specifically in the theatre and in opera and dance and the performing arts, I guess. So it's, it feels like you're in, a friend of mine would use the expression, opposite land, you know, because mm-hmm. you're you're undoing the work, really. So it, it's weird to grapple with it, for sure. Whatever about trying to get your head around the logistics of it from an outsider's perspective, the logistics in the production of work, it must be the most bizarre logistics that are still involved in the unproduction of work, I suppose. It goes beyond phoning yeah. everyone up to say, I'm sorry, it's off. For sure. So the kinds of things I suppose that we've been doing on that front are things like um, standing down bookings on rehearsal rooms, standing down bookings on advertising space, ringing artists, creative, technical crew members to let them know that you know, that the project projects may not be going ahead or that they're being rescheduled. We're really glad that the Arts Council have made a very clear uh, direction to arts organisations that artists and people in that bracket, in the kind of freelance and independent bracket, should be paid and we should be doing our best to, to make sure people are taken care of because their incomes are already so precarious. So, um, And we're lucky to be able to do that in almost all cases. So... Those are the kinds of conversations we've been having. And then, you know, for people who are bringing gigs and various things to us, like they're bringing us trying to figure out, you know, because writing tours is like it's a tricky business because you have to get everything, all of the dates to line up. Um, You know, so for somebody who might be bringing this say, a tribute show to us, you know, who've got multiple dates all over the country and they're coming internationally, it's naughty to try and, you know, reschedule all of that. So there's, anyway, there's lots of that kind of over and back So those are the kinds of things that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, I guess. That is sort of the sadness, I imagine, you know, and very disheartening logistics going into revising the calendar. But if people go on the Everyman website, it's actually amazing how many positive links and clicks and pieces of information and activities and ideas that you are still very much staying engaged with all of your collaborators and trying to be as supportive a platform as possible. It's impressive what you've gathered there, Julie. And I'd say people are really, really anxious that there is a forum like this. Yeah, and there's, there's I mean, there's loads of venues and other organisations around the country who are doing really brilliant work on that front as well. But um, it's a good opportunity to, for me to say, like, well, an extraordinary team I work with at the Everyman. Everyone is kind of working from home or doing what they can um, at the moment. And the spirit has been really positive and very sort of, you know, I always sort of knew that, that we had that kind of team anyway, I guess. But it's, you know, people really care. They really care about the building. They really care about how people engage with the work that we put on. Uh, like it really matters to everybody across the board, like whether somebody likes the thing or not, or plows something is selling at box office, which I, you know is one of my favourite things about working at the Everyman. So what you're seeing there on is a kind of an online expression of that, and I think it is important because, like, for us, community is kind of is everything. Like our mission statement speaks to that, and it talks about being like that the mission is to be indispensable to the city and to like to everybody in it that we serve whether that's people who come to see the shows or people who make the shows so like even if we can't be open I guess we're trying to follow through on that mission of being indispensable because we're so keen to be back and at it so I think you know in all sorts of ways not just us at the Everyman but you know 
everybody in their daily work or, you know, whether they're at home cooking and minding kids and, you know, everybody is trying to find those small ways to, to take it day by day, I guess. I think that's as much as we can all do, you know. Absolutely. Now, I know that from your perspective in the programming, not knowing when the quarantine will end is one thing. Not knowing when you can say the theatre is open is another. Then by the time the theatre is open, maybe productions that were due to come in later on in the year may already have been cancelled because they were touring and all of their performances and rehearsals are now shelved. And, you know, it's going to be a very uncertain time between now and the end of the year, I think, in terms of programming. It's impossible to say what will or won't be going ahead. So for the moment, though, people can still go on the website and check out the entirety of the collaboration and gathering of resources that you have put freely available for the people of Cork on the Everman website. But I suppose also there is the the other aspect of the fact that day to day you would be one of the touchstones and cornerstones where theatre makers in particular would be trying to stay in touch. And we were chatting there a while ago about how much easier it is for people who are maybe in the music side of things, solo performers, to make their work available online. Whereas like you were saying, dancers or actors who were getting ready for shows, that's all been yeah. taken out from under them unless there's a, a performance that's already been recorded that a, a theatre can share. And those things are lovely, but there's a lot of people left at sea, really, really, really with nothing. Yeah, so that, I mean, that, there's lovely things which we've seen. You know, we've seen the National Theatre in London are broadcasting, you know, some of their kind of back catalogue, if you like, and Drew has started to do that. Um, and sure like you know you have the like cozier and brilliant artists like villagers doing kind of like online gigs through instagram live and i think that's all really lovely and there's other disciplines maybe like visual arts or um maybe even in literature where that the practice the artistic practice is a little bit more solitary but um, in the performing arts dance opera and theater the whole business is collaborative so and i think it's really challenging for uh, at, at the moment for new work so anything that isn't able to go into rehearsal um, it, it does have that long-term impact that you described so like we've got um, shows that may have to be rescheduled into 2021 entirely because they were looking at you know kind of a rehearsal period and then putting a show on and then kind of subsequent touring dates after that but all of that depends on them being able to get into the rehearsal room in the first place. Now, for something like The Lonesome West, which we made already, that's slightly less of an issue. We said we can have a shorter rehearsal period, but as the timelines change, we just have to have figure it out as we go. But in The Lonesome West, for example, you know, the two brothers, they're constantly in contact with each, with each other and fighting and, you know, kind of poking the heads off each other. You know, so like, we, you know, you couldn't be, you couldn't be doing that like just at the minute, you know. Everyone's out <laughs> in their even, own houses, yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also that question of social or physical distancing has become, I guess, quickly so quickly the new normal. How do we transition back into being sort of cheek by jowl with each other in the dark, watching the theatre, and sort of all breathing the same air? You know, which was a thing that I, you know, that all I always find so magical. You know, when people ask me what's my favourite part of my job, it's that that collective sense. You know, of being. When something, when a moment of what's happening on the stage really captivates the whole room, you know, and so that's, I I just, I've been thinking a lot about that, about how we sort of get back Mm. to that place. Absolutely. I'm not sure that, you know, sort of 
online like solo things that are going to be that helpful with regard to you know theatre and opera and dance in particular. Oh no, because there there is nothing like sitting in the dark in a theatre with a collective intake of breath. You know, a big psychological shift, I think, you know, when we are actually back in the theatre, that is going to be amazing. Listen, Julie, um, I can just direct people again to the Everyman Theatre website and uh, thank you and all the team of the Everyman for the work that you have done in uh, putting and collating all of those resources together and uh, keeping the Everyman really, really, really in touch with what people need at the moment. Uh, thank you, Anne-Marie, and thank you and Connor for always giving the art scene, everybody in the art scene in Cork, such opportunity to talk about what's going on, even in these strange times. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Good luck, Julie. Thanks a million. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. Due to the current crisis, the bars in Clon has unfortunately closed for the time being. However, the music lives on in the bars' sitting room to sitting room sessions, happening live on their Facebook page at half past nine every night at eight o'clock on Sundays. To find out more about this, I spoke to Ray Blackwell. Ray, this is a tough, tough time for anyone working in the pub business and the music business. And then when you're actually running both, what do you do to try and survive? Hi, Connor. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. it look, it's a tough time for everybody, certainly in the music industry, certainly in the hospitality trade, yeah. and certainly for communities, for all, all, all of these things, and yeah. for families and for the rest of it. Unfortunately, it's the way it is. Mm. We have to deal with it, and we have to do the right thing. So I suppose with all those things in mind, we decided to just live stream shows via our Debarra's Facebook page yeah. with act that would be synonymous with Debarra's and from our musical community down here in West Cork as well. Absolutely brilliant, Ray. Yeah. Because last night, for instance, you had John Spillane on doing something that he said he'd never did before. A live session from his sitting room to our sitting rooms. And that, that's what you're calling it. Sitting room to sitting room sessions with Debarra's, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, definitely. It was a first for John. Debarra's would have always had a regular evening called the Debarra's sitting room where we would turn the stage into a sitting room going back maybe 15 years now. Yeah. So this was just taking that idea. So it's the Debarra's sitting room to sitting room session. John Spillane for the last nearly 20 years has played the first Thursday of every month and there was nothing was going to stop him from maintaining that residency. Brilliant. That's how he ended up performing last night. Again, it was his first time doing it. It's a lot of people's first time doing a lot of things yeah. at the moment. Just people are just showing how resilient they are and how able they are to adapt and to cope. Mm. And it's so important to have something that's regular and something to look forward to and I suppose something hopeful. These sitting room sessions have kind of been ticking all these boxes. Very good. Incidentally, it's not just local acts, but it's international acts as well. Like by the time this interview goes out on Sunday morning, on Sunday night, anyone tuning in, it's nightly at half past nine during the week, but on Sundays, every night of the week, on Sundays it's an eight o'clock performance and it's coming all the way from Spain. <laughs> yeah, the artist playing on Sunday is an amazing Spanish singer-songwriter. Her name is Paula Vila. She would have had a strong connection with the Barras and she would have lived here for a long time. And I suppose we're just trying to connect our community here and also our musical community and stay in touch yeah. and we're, we're such social creatures we're not able to socialise anymore but music is the thing that's connecting us really looking forward to Paula Okay, tell me what's the capacity normally 
for De Barrels on a normal night for for the folk club? I'd never I'd never say that to anybody. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> but uh, De Barrels okay. is De Barrels is an intimate venue, and that's what we're famous for. That's our certainly our unique selling factor yeah, in it. Yeah, and yeah. so there's no doubt about it. That's what we're synonymous with. And I suppose as far as the reach of these shows that are going out there now, I think the reach of John Spillane's show now last night was. 30,000 plus. So obviously, you're talking huge numbers and so many people from all over the world who have been to the bars or who want to go to the bars or who know John's music or any of the artists playing. So it's nearly like a public service now at this stage as well. I know John last night, he dedicated his song, The Dunstore's Girl, mm-hmm. to all the people working in checkouts. Yeah. That was great. I know one of our artists that performed last week is Paula Kingston. She's a nurse and she had great shout-outs to the nurses. Look, I suppose we're all in this together and that's yeah. what it's kind of all about. Well, as John said himself, he topped and tailed the gig with well done, everyone. For sure. Listen, we might as well, while we have the opportunity, go through the lineup for the week that's ahead between today, Sunday and uh, next Sunday. And I should be able to give a shout out every week, just letting everyone know what gigs are on. For instance, on Monday night, there's a trad session. And do you know what, what could happen? People in one house could be tuned into the trad session on Facebook and in another house tuned into the trad session on Facebook. And they might even crack open a glass of wine or something and pretend they're in the pub, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And look, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's, trying, to, it's trying to bring a little bit of familiarity, certainly to our customers and to people who will be familiar with the bar or familiar with our trad session. Our trad session is happening nearly, nearly 30 years now, <laughs> every Monday. Yeah. And, and like the feedback as well from the musicians has been great. It's given them something to look forward to. Our trad session now is going to be a little bit different than what people are used to, but we have a nice little surprise. Obviously, it's difficult to have a single trad artist to do a whole show. So uh, we have a little surprise for, 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 for Monday that we're, we're not ready to, to, okay. to talk about just yet, but definitely it's going to be worth tuning in. Generally speaking, if anyone wants to just find you, what's the easiest way to remember? We look to find us again, yeah. I suppose, if, if you're looking for us physically. We're currently in Clannacilty and plan on being here for a long time yet. Yep. If you want to find us online, all you'll have to do is Google the Barras and you'll find us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, yep. etc. Yep. But uh, just Google the Barras, you won't be long tracking us down. Absolutely. And I was just looking there, you've got gigs coming in from Mexico and Australia as well. I'm not going to blow the line up, but there's a gig every night at half past nine, our Sundays when it's 8 o'clock and there's some great names there and more to be announced keep in touch with us up to date on the gigs and look all we can do is spread the word and get everyone tuning in and eventually someday pretty soon hopefully sooner than later there'll be a, a few glasses raised physically not virtually but physically in the bar when you reopen your doors but between now and then this is a fantastic enterprise altogether do you know what they say what comes around goes around nothing but good can come out of this thanks very much Connor and thanks for giving us the shout out as well absolutely right stay cool up everyone well done and well done everyone <laughs> and I'm actually looking at Debarra's full club Facebook page at the moment and if you go to the video section down the bottom you'll be treated to some treat indeed There is, from what I can count, over 75 videos embedded in the Facebook page. And right at the top left-hand corner is John Spillanscape from Thursday night. The Thursday that he didn't miss. Here he is giving the introduction that he gave on Thursday night, saying, well done, well done everyone. Good evening everybody, John Spillan here. And I'm doing my monthly gig from the Boris Folk Club, Clannacilty. The Boris Folk Club, Clannacilty. But I'm not in the Boris. I'm at home in my own house in Passage West, County Cork, with my wife, Cathy, and my dog, Harry. And I got a request, especially from Catherine Kidney, Sing the Dance of the Cherry Trees in celebration of the springtime of the year, especially for all the health care workers who are doing champion work 
at the moment. Thanks so much. So here we go, the dance of the cherry trees. about the cherry trees every April in our town. They put on the most outrageous clothes and they sing and they dance around. Well, that's it from us for this week. Don't forget you can listen back to anything on the podcasts page, but until next Sunday, stay safe and stay sane. And stay home. Make just one. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.